Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, President of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. We've got a thought-provoking program lined up for today. Very special guest who has devoted his life to uncovering the resurgence of anti-Semitism, anti-Israelism, and anti-Judaism within some sectors of Christianity. This is a question that I get all the time. How can someone be a Christian and reject the Jewish people? How do they come to the conclusion that Israel does not matter and that God has rejected Israel as his chosen people? Well, they start with the covenant that God made with Abraham in the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3, where God said to Abraham and to all Abraham's blood descendants through Isaac and Jacob, go from your country, your kindred, your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who shows contempt towards you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And in this Abrahamic covenant, there's five aspects. First of all, there's a land promise. God promises a land to the Jewish people, the present-day Israel in our day, a peoplehood and national identity. I will make you a great nation, a blessing upon the people of Israel, and a blessing to all the families of the earth through the Jewish people. And fifthly, a blessing on those who love the Jewish people and a curse on all those who show contempt toward the Jewish people. What many Christian circles are saying today is that because the Jewish people rejected Jesus as their Messiah, God in turn nullified and broke the Abrahamic covenant 2,000 years ago. You can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and there is no one time where God has ever, ever, ever broken the covenant, and he never will. If the Abrahamic covenant can be broken, then the new covenant through Christ can be broken, and God would be a liar, but God never lies. He never breaks the covenant. In fact, I can prove to you absolutely that those who proclaim God has broken the Abrahamic covenant and the people of Israel can no longer lay claim to the land of Israel, to blessing or to nationhood, are actually proclaiming a lie. Here is your absolute proof. Step outside tonight, look at the moon. Is it still in the sky? Are there still stars in the heavens? In the daytime, look towards the heavens. Is the sun still shining? Go down to the seashore if you're close and examine if there are still waves in the ocean. If you see the moon, the stars, the sun, the ocean waves, then God's everlasting covenant with the Jews to live in the land he promised them as a nation of people still stands. Where does it say that? Is this in the Bible? Well, yes, it is. Jeremiah 31, 35 through 36. Thus says the Lord who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its waves roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances... What ordinances? The sun, the moon, the stars, in the heavens, the seas roaring. If those ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. So God has not broken his covenant with the Jewish people, and those who wrongfully proclaim this are just rejecting Israel. They're also rejecting the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who has chosen to identify himself as the God of Israel. Think about that. God identifies himself and his 
his great name with only one people group on the planet, one nation on the planet, and that's the nation of Israel. He calls himself the God of Israel. So to reject Israel is to show contempt for the God of Israel. The cost for a Christian who disassociates themselves from Israel is unmeasurable. Art Katz, a Jewish believer in Jesus and a remarkable influence on my life, once said, We have no awareness of how anemic, loveless, narrow, predictable, and mechanical a fellowship or a people are that have lost their identification with Israel. We do not understand that the rudiments of the faith and its very root go deep into the life of that people and that people's God. It is enlarging and liberating to know that we have such an ancestry and such a destiny as had been exclusively reserved for one people alone, the Israel of God, into which now we have been brought by the blood of the Messiah. Pastor Roy Eckhart once said, once the chosen mission of Israel is denied, the entire foundation of Christianity is taken away. Author of My Utmost for His Highest, Oswald Chambers once said, God elected a certain nation to be his bond slave, and through that nation, a knowledge of his salvation is come to all the world. So this is the issue of our program today, the Christian community holding contempt toward Israel. Our guest has been in the news the last few weeks because he reported on a representative of the World Council of Churches who proclaimed uh, just recently to an internet audience of more than 300 Christian anti-Israel activists that Jewish Israelis are demons and that the blood of people who support Israel should be sought. You heard that right. This Christian pastor is calling for physical violence against those who support the Jewish people's right to live in their own land. Right before I introduce our special guest, I've got some great news for you. It's been a long time in coming, but Israel team's new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism and What Can Be Done to Stop It has just been released. This coming month, we have a special offer for a tax-deductible donation of $50 or more. We will send you a signed copy of this book with 16 incredible authors, including Jay Sekulow from the American Center for Law and Justice. As an added bonus, we'll also include a book I wrote with Coach Bill McCartney, A Promise Keepers, entitled Two-Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock runs out. So you can go to israelteam.org to, to the donate section and purchase both books today for a donation of $50 or more. And be sure to add your mailing address and we'll get those books right out to you. Our guest today may not know this, but he is one of the major influences that opened my mind to the growing scourge of anti-Israelism and anti-Semitism in, in the Christian world. It is a frightening prospect to even think about. His name is Dexter Van Zyl. He's the Shulman Research Fellow for the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis, known as CAMERA. His work is focused on anti-Israel propaganda broadcast by Christian churches and parachurch institutions and the failure of Christian peace activists to address human rights abuses in Muslim-majority countries in the Middle East. He has played a major role in countering misinformation broadcast into Christian churches and refuting anti-Semitic propaganda. His articles have appeared in the Jerusalem Post, the Boston Globe, Jewish Political Studies Review, the Alga Minor, and the Jewish News Syndicate, JNS. Besides all of that, Dexter is a really, really great human being. So Dexter, welcome to Israel and You. Thank you. You're very kind. And we can tell by your accent, Dexter. You're you're from you're a Bostonian uh, up in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Right. And, uh, so we're going to jump right into this uh, subject. Uh, just a few weeks back, in an online conference, 300 Christian anti-Israel 
advocates, uh, led by a gentleman named Reverend Frank Chicane, moderator of the Commission of Churches on International Affairs of the World Council of Churches, call for blood of people who support Israel and the Jewish people. And you uncovered this violent language, uh, and the World Council of Churches wrote a rebuttal against you. So first of all, as we open up this discussion, tell us the context of the story. What's the, what is actually the World Council of Churches? What point was this pastor attempting to make? And what do you respond uh, to this violent language? How do, you, how do right. we respond to it? That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, on February 6th, there was a, a group of anti-Israel activists that had a Zoom conference call, uh, and it started out with more than 400, and then by the end of it, there was probably only about 300 activists listening in on it, but all of the heavy hitters that I'm used to seeing uh, when you, anti-Israel folks gather. And uh, what we saw was essentially, first they showed a movie that was promoting the work of uh, the uh, former Latin patriarch, uh, Michelle Sabah, who is a pro-Palestinian anti-Israel activist uh, that's been basically demonizing Israel for several decades. And the, after the 27-minute film was shown, uh, one of the speakers was Frank Shikani. And, and one of the things he said was, uh, we need to begin to say to those who support Israel to brutalize Palestinians that the blood of the Palestinian people will be sought from them because they collaborate by allowing this system to continue. And what he was talking about was uh, this system of alleged apartheid, which is uh, a false allegation uh, because, uh, you know, Arabs and Muslims serve and uh, are, are allowed to vote as citizens in Israel. Sure. And also they serve in the military. And in some instances, they wield power over Israeli Jews because of their position in the government. And at one point, uh, an Israeli... Uh, an Israeli Jew, uh, the, the president of Israel, was sent to uh, uh, jail as a result of a ruling issued by uh, uh, an Israeli Arab. So th there it is. But then one, he went on to say that uh, he also said that uh, that uh, that it, it, it's our responsibility to make sure that the world understands that the brutality of what's happening in Palestine and stop stop it. And he also essentially compared Israelis to demons. And that was really one of the things that was kind of the most shocking things about it was yeah. that he says is that what we're dealing with is a demon that was worse than what we saw in South Africa. And uh, that was really kind of shocking. And that as, and one of the reasons why is because they've been able to invite a whole bunch of other demons uh, fr from the rest of the world uh, into uh, the Middle East to help them brutalize the Palestinians, essentially. Hmm. And when I first heard the quote about getting blood from people who support Israel, uh, that was really kind of a shock for me. So uh, what I did was I documented a number of the other things that he said. Uh, and w one of the other things that he said was, is that we have to get to Europe, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters and say to them, you know, the sins of the past which were committed against the Jews must not be used as a way and a reason to allow more sins to be committed against the Palestinians. Wow. And so essentially he was blaming, saying that the Israelis were doing bad things because of the violence that was done to them during the Holocaust. Hmm. And if you look clearly at what's going on in the Holy Land, Israel is one of the more restrained uh, countries in the Middle East. It, it, right. it deals with its own citizens, its adversaries, and its own dissidents and minorities better than any other country in the region. 
So I documented these things, wrote them up, and in and put it in the Alchemine just to kind of warn people in the Jewish community that there was the, this this there's it looks as if we're seeing another wave of hostility towards Israel. Okay, and so I, I warned people about it, and I also said that the, that the World Council of Churches uh, also promoted divestment back in 2005 by affirming. I said they affirmed the BDS movement. Well, interestingly Can enough, that? Can you explain yeah, BDS Oh, yeah, the BDS the movement yeah. is the Boycott, Divestment, <clears throat> Sanctions movement or, or campaign, which essentially wants people to sell stock that do bus- uh, in companies that do business with Israel or boycott either the, the, the uh, you know, Israeli businesses that operate in the West Bank uh, mm-hmm. and also essentially just impose sanctions to isolate the, the, the Jewish state uh, from the world economy. And, and it's basically, you know, it's, it's kind of an extension of the, uh, the, the Arab boycott of Israel that existed. And it's, that's kind of fallen apart in recent years, that Arab boycott. But now they, they switched it over to civil society in Europe. And so they, I wrote that up. And the response that I got from the World Council of Churches was, first off, uh, a statement from Frank Shikani saying that I was speaking in my personal capacity. I was not speaking as a representative of the World Council of Churches. And uh, when I told my wife that, she said, well, it's not like he was talking about a sporting event. He was talking about politics. He was talking about international affairs. And that is clearly within his purview at the, as moderator of the, uh, of the organization, you know, as moderator of the uh, Commission of the Churches on International Affairs. And then this was the interesting thing was is then they really responded. The, the WCC spent most of its time, res, you know, or energy responding to the allegation that they were part of the BDS campaign. And I found that staggeringly interesting and also staggeringly dishonest because the, the World Council of Churches has been part of the BDS campaign for, for two decades and so I, I, I just said that's really kind of a shock. And I now spent the past several weeks, frankly, just pointing out their connections to the BDS campaign. Yeah, and one of the things I want to talk about when we come back, Dexter, is uh, you mentioned one of your articles about all the observers that have been sent into Israel over the last several years. And that was a, a fact that I never knew before. But I saw when the World Council of Churches gave the rebuttal against what you had uncovered with that man's violent language against those who support Israel. First thought that came to my mind was nobody messes with Dexter because Dexter is a truth seeker. He's a journalist that just gives the facts. So when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion of the rise of anti-Semitism, anti-Israelism within the Christian community. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Aaron Free. I'm asking you today for your partnership in Standing with Israel team as we turn the tide of the growing discontentment and contempt towards Israel on evangelical college campuses. 
The exponential rise of anti-Israelism within evangelicalism is breathtaking. One prominent evangelical megachurch pastor recently proclaimed in a sermon series to his young congregation that we need to unplug from the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments. We also He also proclaimed that Christians need to distance themselves from any Jewish values taught in the Bible. This notion comes from a theological perspective known as replacement theology, supersessionism, triumphalism. It teaches that the church has replaced Israel, superseded Israel, and triumphed over Israel, and that ultimately God has no further use for the Jewish people or the land of Israel. This theology is now spreading like a cancer through evangelical colleges. If nothing is done to push back against this growing trend, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel within 10 years. Your tax-deductible gift to Israel team advocates will help us communicate God's love for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses. Beginning now through the month of March, Israel team is offering a two-book set for your tax-deductible gift of $50 or more. The first book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism and What Can Be Done to Stop It. There's 16 authors, including Jay Sekulow, the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. The second book, Two-Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out, is a book I co-wrote with Coach Bill McCartney from Promise Keepers. This book talks about the roots of replacement theology within Christianity. When good people like you become more aware of these growing trends and stand in unison together, the cancer of contempt towards our Jewish friends might well be reversed. Go to IsraelTeam.org to the donate section and we'll send this two book set out to you for a donation of $50 or more. That's IsraelTeam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. Our special guest today is Dexter Van Zyl. What a name to have. He sounds like a baron from, from Europe somewhere. Dexter Van Zyl. And he's a writer for Camera. And uh, you can, Dexter, how do, we, how do we look up all your articles? Tell us. Uh, you, you can go, uh, at the, one, the first place to go is to camera.org, camera.org. And also I have an account on Muckrack and the, the internet lords of the universe have decided to collate all my articles and I just have decided to cooperate with them. It's uh, If you go to muckrack.com and look for my name, Dexter Van Zyl, you'll find them. It's a little intimidating to know that they did that, but there it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've been reading Dexter's articles, Jerusalem Post, Boston Globe, since about 2007. Like I said up front, he has really been a major influence in my understanding of, of what is happening in, in the Christian community towards Israel worldwide. And Dexter, you've written numerous articles over the years about the World Council of Churches. And uh, you made me aware of this just last week in one of your articles, that there is this huge group of observers that uh, are sent by the World Council of Churches uh, to one country, basically, uh, to observe human rights violations, and that country is Israel. Can you talk about this group? Sure. Uh, there's a group called the Ecumenical Accompaniment Program in Palestine, Israel, that since its founding, I think in about 2007, but the mi- middle of the early 2000s, uh, they send, they've they sent about 1,800 activists, mostly to the West Bank. They hmm. train them. Uh, They give them vests, and what they do is they're supposed to essentially stand in solidarity with the Palestinians who are suffering under the lash of Israeli abuse in the West Bank. 
And so when the Israelis do something wrong, and frankly, sometimes they do, they document it. But then when the Palestinians do something wrong, they don't do much about that at all. And there's another organization called the Christian Peacemaker Teams that was founded by the Mennonites that does essentially the same work. And what these groups do is, is that when the Israelis are, you know, doing what they have to do to protect their citizens uh, and protect Jewish life and property, the camera is out. But then when the Palestinians are doing things that are like in, insightful or violent, well, then the camera goes away. That's essentially what they do. And to be fair, in some instances, they have actually helped reduce the tension. Uh, but for the most part, what they do is they essentially use their position to demonize Israel. They gather images of Jews behaving ba badly and they go back to their homes in North America or in South Africa or in Europe and essentially then tell a story about how Israel is a t uh, the singularly evil nation uh, in the Middle East. And because they have all this material, that's what they do. And the thing is, is that if you go onto the World Council of Churches website right now and plug in the word Uyghur, which is a, you know, a group of uh, uh, Muslims living in China uh, that are suffering terrible abuse, you will not find any entry whatsoever on the World Council of Churches about their suffering. Mm. But if you plug in Israel or Palestine, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of entries about uh, the, you know, the, the, the conflict uh, in the Holy Land. And that's very frightening. Right. Yeah, I was recently in Israel and uh, went down to Sorot, which is in southern Israel. And a friend of mine brought me to the um, police station there. And <clears throat> there's over 10,000 rockets. And this was a couple of years back. There's probably close to 20,000 now that have uh, been sent from the Gaza Strip terrorists in the Gaza Strip bombing Israel, sometimes on a daily basis. So, But those things are really never reported by the World Council of Churches, by, by the press. And Dex, when I first discovered the organization you write for, Camera, back in around 2008, you wrote a piece about this organization called Christ the Checkpoint, an evangelical organization that also promotes the idea that the Jewish people have no right to live in Israel. Can you tell us a little about the evolution of this organization, Christ the right. Checkpoint? Right. Well, you see, now, what they'll say is, all right, the Christ at the Checkpoint was founded by an, uh, the Bethlehem Bible College, which is essentially a, a non-denominational evangelical college uh, in the West Bank. It's, it's located in Bethlehem or right nearby in, uh, I think it's Bet Yala, uh, might be Bet Sahor, but it's right nearby. And it's within the governate of uh, Bethlehem. And essentially... Uh, the Christ at the Checkpoint has been having conferences every two years. It's been slowed down as a result of the COVID pandemic. But every starting in 2010, they've gathered a whole bunch of people, so-called peacemakers, uh, that hear a narrative in which essentially Israel is the obstacle to evangelization in the Middle East because America, American Christians support Israel and therefore offend Muslims throughout the region. That's one of the narratives. And what happens is, is that periodically they will bring in uh, somebody to kind of defend Israel from the Messianic community. And in, yeah, and I'll tell you that Michael Brown showed up, what was it, in 2018, and he did very well. I was kind of shocked how well he did. But essentially, for the most part, what they do is that they, they offer up a narrative that highlights uh, alleged Israeli misdeeds downplays Palestinian misdeeds and does everything it can to hide uh, 
the religious component of uh, of the war against Israel. And one of the things that, you know, you mentioned earlier about the rockets that you saw on steroid at the police station, every one of those rockets represents an attempt to kind of veto Jewish national life in the land of Israel. What they want to do is basically drive Jews into their stairwells, drive uh, them into their bomb shelters so that they cannot go about their daily lives. And the thing is, is that uh, the Christ at the checkpoint will say, look, the, the Jews have a right to live in peace. But then when it comes time to speak honestly and openly about the, the, the obstacles to Jews living in peace in their homeland, they're not so strong about that. And so Christ at the checkpoint represents an attempt to broadcast the type of anti-Israel propaganda uh, into the evangelical community that the World Council of Churches has uh, pushed into the so-called progressive Christian community. It's it's amazing. And in, in, I've followed your articles on that organization now for probably 10, 12 years, and I just so appreciate you you know, diving into that, standing with Israel during this time when uh, many in the Christian community worldwide are are rising up. It's just like this replacement theology that was buried after the Holocaust has come back full circle. And in our book, The Casualty of Contempt, that has just been released a couple days ago, you wrote a chapter on how uh, there's different leaders now influencing millennials against uh, the state of Israel, the Jewish people. And one of these guys you talk about is uh, Owen Benjamin, a former comedian on Comedy Central, uh, appeared on the Jay Leno show a couple times, and he has a huge following. Can you tell us just a little about Owen Benjamin so the listening audience can kind of maybe understand where these guys are coming from? Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, just as an aside, now it actually has to do with it. Last night I was on a community meeting that was Zoom bombed by some young people, and the things that came out of their mouths were just unbelievably hateful. Hmm. And I think one of the things that we see is, is that the young people in the United States are essentially kind of adrift. And I think that the COVID-19 pandemic has made things worse. And so what we have is, and I, and I think that this is particularly true amongst young men, they're, they're angry, they, they feel humiliated, and they feel threatened. And, and the, the path to actually being able to uh, earn a living and uh, get married and have kids is not as clear as it was maybe even 10, 15 years ago. And so what we have is a, an audience of people who are very unhappy and very angry, and they're looking for a scapegoat. And somebody like Owen Benjamin, who what he does is that he gets up in front of his webcam and in front of his microphone, and he's, he did this on a pretty daily, on a daily basis, and uh, essentially just spewed hate against uh, Israel and the Jewish people and blamed every problem that there was in American society was the fault of uh, the, the Jews. Hmm. And it was, it was a, frankly, a very frightening thing. And one of the things he did was he brought on a, 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 another speaker by the name of E. Michael Jones that, that blamed the Jews for everything that was wrong in American right. society. And so what you see is is that that he was able to increase his audience and eventually uh, by fits and starts. But he is has I think it's up to the evangelicals to counter this with the love of Christ. I I agree. And what I so appreciate about you, Dexter, is uh, I think Ellie Wiesel said silence helps 
the abuser, but never the abused or the victim. And what I love about you, Dexter, is that you're never silent. You know, you, you're a truth seeker. Uh, you're researching all these aspects of what's going on with anti-Semitism, especially in America. And man, I want to have you back on again and, and dive into the subject of Owen Benjamin and, and these new leaders that are driving anti-Semitism among millennials. And you wrote a chapter for our book on that very subject. So we appreciate your work. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks so much, Aaron. And we'll catch you next time on Israel and You. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.